How's it going, Scanner School? This is Phil Lichtenberger. This podcast was originally edited and ready to go, and here I am, just two days before it's about to air, with uh, a couple of minor edits, uh, a little bit of information, and let you know how things have changed really rapidly here uh, on Long Island. So today's podcast is all about monitoring the uh, coronavirus. Now, I want to apologize in advance for this one because I butchered the name coronavirus in the podcast. I called it the coronavirus, the Canova virus, and all these other things while I was recording this one. So let me just get that out of the way and say I really apologize. I cringe listening to the edited version of this and realizing how badly I've butchered the word coronavirus. Okay, with that out of the way, let's just say that I had uh, in this podcast some of the things I was listening to and how I had my scanner set up and ready to go, well, all that has changed, right? So when I recorded this podcast just two weeks ago, um, we only had our first cases here on Long Island. I think it was three cases here. To show you the difference in just two weeks here now, we've got 90 confirmed cases in my county alone, okay? There's 269 cases uh, in New York City, 41 in Suffolk County. I mean, statewide, there's 729 just here in New York where I am. Today... All the schools in my county have closed. My neighboring county has closed. We're waiting to see what New York City is going to do. By the time that this podcast will actually go into your podcast player, we would already have had our answer, okay? This is Sunday, March 15th, 2020 right now. The podcast, again, was recorded a couple weeks ago. So things have changed. Andrew Cuomo, who's our governor here, has asked the military to kind of come into play here. There's going to now going to be mobile testing facilities down in Jones Beach. Okay, so when I said at the end of this podcast, what it is I'm listening to? I'm expanding on that, and this just goes to show you that be prepared in your scanners as to what it is that you may want to listen to. Okay, I'm going to say it right now: NIFOG scanning lists are going to be what you want. Okay, this is going to be. Uh, basically your interoperability in the United States here. Uh, again, FEMA, Red Cross, those kinds of things. We talked about this. You're going to hear about it in the podcast in a few minutes, all right? But I just want to come here in advance, pre-roll this podcast, because again, it's already been ready for publication. Um, but things have been changing very rapidly in this episode. This isn't me uh, trying to employ any panic, although to be honest with you, um, the, the supermarkets here have been bare. We can't get hand sanitizer. Uh, there's a run on everything, right? I even try to get my groceries delivered online now, and there's a two-week wait to get groceries delivered. Um, through Amazon, it's basically, you're not getting anything until April. Uh, Peapod, I was able to get something uh, in a week and a half, okay? So it's, it's getting to be pretty interesting as to what is going on out there with the virus. So uh, without projecting any kind of panic or anything like that, uh, let me know what it is you're listening to. Email me. Uh, let me know how things are, with, with, where you are. Uh, again, we'll be on Zello tonight, scannerschool.com slash Zello, so we can talk about this in more detail. And um, again, this is not a panic episode. This is not a, um, this is not a commentary or an editorial session, although it's starting off that way right now. But I just wanted to bring things up to date from, from where things were when I recorded this to just before publication date, okay? So this, public, this goes public in two days or publishes in two days. Again, today's Sunday, March, 20, uh, March 15th. This episode airs on the 17th, okay? And again, you're hearing things in the background here because this is live um, or, or this is non-edited, right? So with that, 
I just want to say to everybody, be safe, be aware of what's around you. Uh, let me know what you hear on your scanners. In fact, I had somebody just email me uh, or DM me on Twitter. Uh, they're out in Clark County, Nevada, and they sent me some audio of um, an ambulance coming into the hospital with one confirmed case and two others in the ambulance. So this is pretty real. It's pretty widespread. Those who are listening to me overseas, outside the U.S., yes, you've been dealing with this a lot longer than we have. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to learn from what was going on over there. But again, political aside, commentary aside, I'm getting close to five minutes here. Let's just go right into the podcast. And again, I apologize. I apologize for butchering the name coronavirus. Welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 117. Today we're talking about scanning in a world where the coronavirus is all the news. Coming up right now on Scanner School. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School. This is Phil Lichtenberger. My retro call sign is W2LIE, and this is Scanner School, a podcast where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. All these links, and there'll be a couple of links we talk about today, we found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 117. Now, before we begin, I want to remind everybody that tonight on Zello is our weekly chat. So why don't you join us tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight U.S. time. Again, we set the clocks ahead. So again, 9 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time. If you need information on how to join us on Zello, go to scannerschool.com slash Zello. That's Z-E-L-L-O. So, again, coronavirus. This is kind of the news around town. Now, we're not here to be talking about anything that's scare tactics or anything that's got to do political or not to say that it's, it's overly hyped or not hyped enough or that the death rate this or look that, that that's not here. Right. And in fact, there's three things we don't talk about in radio when it comes down to radio. And I'm going to carry that over here to the podcast, right? Three things. We don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about sex, right? Those are the three things that you don't talk about here. So, the coronavirus, right? And we're talking about it just for one thing only, where it comes between you and your scanner, okay? Because there's a lot of talk around town about this. There's a lot going on. And in the time I started doing research for this podcast to the day I'm recording a podcast, we went from having no no cases in my county that I live in to have now five cases in the county, okay? And then there's dozens of others under quarantine and this and the other thing. So I, I went in the mindset of looking at this like if it ever were to come to a place where it was close enough to my backyard, yada, yada, yada. Now it's in my own backyard, okay? Not to say that I'm walking around with a mask on, because I'm not. Not to say that I am running out to the store and hoarding hand, hand sanitizer, because you can't do that now because everybody else beat me to it. But it may make for some really interesting listening on the scanner. Okay. So in order to find out, like I had my own ideas as to what it would be that I'd like to listen to. And I actually went online and I pulled a couple of Facebook groups, including the scanner school group, again, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. 
But I also jumped on the radio reference. I made a post on there. Unfortunately, it became very political and the mods there decided to lock it down. So I can't go back there and thank those people who gave me feedback. Thanks. So hopefully if you're coming from there, thank you very much for your feedback. So not only is this my input and what I would be listening to, but also what other people have recommended that they might be listening to. Just to you know, hear what's going on. Again, do we expect to hear a lot of stuff on the scanner when it comes to coronavirus? No, right? A lot of this, I would assume, would be phone call to phone call, press conferences, closed-door meetings, those kinds of things. But you never know. You never know that something might come over the radio. Something might happen that would be interesting, maybe not directly virus-related, but maybe because of precautions or anything else. Now, again, this is a your money may vary type of advice here. Based on where you are and how your radio systems are all laid out, obviously dictates what it is you can and can't listen to, especially your geographical location as well. So I don't want to hear any belly aching about encryption, right? Because I understand you, right? My local PDs are encrypted. I totally get it. I understand that's a concern and, and you know, but I have some out-of-the-box ideas towards the end of this podcast. And we'll get into those out-of-the-box setups in a little bit, all right? But let's just go ahead and start looking or understanding what it is, where I would start, okay? Now, let's just imagine that, okay, I know coronavirus is, you know, it is. It's basically in my backyard almost, right? It's in the county that I live in. Uh, They recently discovered that one of the people who tested positive was actually an Uber driver, which means how many people did he pass this along to, right? Again, we're not going into anything else, you know, scare things or how you pass it or yada, 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 okay? So let's just go into the actual monitoring of things and why I would do that. So the first thing I would want to listen to is EMS dispatch, okay? In my neck of the woods here, fire dispatches out for uh, ambulance. They have their own ambulance companies, also PD. Now, again, I said PD is encrypted, right? So I feel your pain if you're living in an encryption environment. Fortunately for me, fire dispatches are not encrypted. What you will hear, though, is when certain types of uh, calls are made, say for uh, respiratory or stuff like that, right? When there's, when there's a major health crisis out there, again, I want to categorize this as one, so let me read back that up here. When there's something air quotes here, scary in the news about a virus or infections or something like that going around. What I'll typically hear on the fire dispatches is when somebody calls in with a certain types of symptoms that are similar to what people are excited about, they will usually give the heads up on the radio. Example, caller is complaining about a respiratory ailment, shortness of breath, you know, pneumonia-like, you know, symptoms, has not traveled outside of the country, has not returned from travel, has no ties to anybody who has traveled, or vice versa, has just recently come back into the country, just came back from vacation. Uh, Please take precautionary measures while entering the residence. So those kinds of information is actually relayed on the dispatch, at least where I am locally. So that, for me, is a nice benefit. Now, by you, Maybe it's under MDC or it's under a CAD system or something like that where that's not actually transmitted over the air. Okay, but at least by me, they let the you know the units know when they are arriving that maybe or maybe not something is going on here. Okay. 
The other thing you want to listen to also would be just direct ambulance companies. So we have private ambulances also that are in the area. So again, if you can't listen to the fire departments, maybe there's private ambulance or EMS, even transports that you might be able to listen to. Now, the next thing I would want to listen to is the MedCom frequencies. Now, this is ambulance back to medical control. Again, for the exact same reasons. We have a patient on board who's, uh, you know, shortness of breath or whatever it is, right? General uh, physical rundown, nothing as far as identification, HIPAA violations, et cetera. Just a rundown, you know, BPs, heart rates, symptoms, are they allowed to pass any drugs, those kinds of things, and where they're responding to and how far out they're going to be. Very simple, very short. If it's going to be a little bit more involved, they'll switch over, at least in my neck of the woods, to a secondary talk group, and they'll pass the information that way. So there's a heads up then between the ambulance and med control, so they can say, okay, we need you to report to this hospital in this hospital only, or upon arriving, please wait out back, or whatever it is that they have in place for whatever it is that, that their game plan is going to be, you'll probably hear that over the radio. Now, the next thing I'd put into my scan banks would be the local hospitals, all right? Now, there is a hospital here that's got a confirmed case of coronavirus on it, okay? Now, do I expect to really hear anything? No, probably not right now because I know the person's already in there. But maybe if, you know, there is somebody coming in, maybe they'll give an alert out over the radios that, hey, we have a code, whatever the code is, or something like that that lets everybody else know that, we have an incoming, or maybe we have it confirmed, or maybe we have somebody you know that they have to pass along. Again, I'm speculating here. I would expect a lot of this to be passed through, you know, closed door sessions, staff meetings, team meetings, those kinds of things. But you never know, especially if it's a large campus or something like that. So, a case in point here is on how to be prepared for this. Is my local hospital that is about a mile up to two miles away from me? Uh, they were always listed in radio reference as being analog. And I uh, discovered recently that they've actually moved over to DMR. I was actually listening to them, and, well, it wasn't analog anymore. It was DMR. So I grabbed a couple of talk groups off their system. So this is the opportunity here to kind of just dust off the radios, go through the business section, radio reference, look for the hospitals, and see if you can hear anything that you expect to hear. Maybe you're too far away from them. At least where I live, there's a hospital like every couple of square miles. It's ridiculous how many hospitals we have here, and they're always slow and busy, which means... Oof. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to the topic I can here, it'd be pretty interesting to just to see if maybe there's something going on on the hospitals. All right, what else would you like to listen to? Or what else could you listen to? Well, news frequencies might be somewhat of an interest to you. Again, I expect a lot to be passed along on cell phones, emails, those kinds of things, but you never know what might be come across news agencies, especially when it comes to be the 5 o'clock hour, the 10 o'clock hour, even before that, when they go out there and they go out on scene, uh, IFBs and whatnots could be pretty interesting. So again, you might find something that's going on there, and it may not give you a lot of leeway, you know, just before it airs on the news or something like that, but again, we're talking about the world from a scanner radio user. Might be really cool to listen to something like that. So, again, you know, a lot of the companies I'm expecting to have closed doors, meetings, you know, staff meetings, keep things close to the chest when it comes to that because that's the best way to communicate with everybody. But, again, you might hear some services out there like, I don't know, the county jail, right? County jail detention centers that have, again, a lot of staff that would have to pass. You may not hear anything related directly with the Conoro virus, 
but maybe you hear some sort of transports going on, or maintenance, or cleaning, or you know, just general announcements that a wing will be closed for disinfecting or something like that, right? So there might be something going on as far as that goes. Maybe even your local school, university, or campuses like that. Again, I would expect something like that to be closed doors, but you never know because sometimes they're so large that they would just give updates over the air. And again, that might give you something to listen to as well. And again, many college campuses have public safety departments, so you never know. You might hear something on that as well. Okay, so this is everything we've talked about now on a local level. On the other side of this break, let's go ahead and talk about things on a national level. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly phil at eastcoastpagers.com do you have a new scanner you're having problems understanding how it works maybe you're new to the entire home patrol database of programming and you can't figure out sentinel did you get a new sdr and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use unitrunker dsd plus maybe set up a pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works, the podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Did you know you can help support Scanner School without it costing you any additional money? There's several ways you could do so. One of them is just by sharing the show. If you 
post a, a podcast session you've enjoyed on your Facebook page, share on Twitter, or retweet our stuff. That's a great way to help promote the podcast. Another way to do so is by going to scannerschool.com slash support and clicking on one of the banners in there that helps support the podcast. One of them is Amazon. If you click on our Amazon link and you make a purchase from our link, it doesn't cost you anything, but we earn a commission on that sale. If you're looking for software, we've got a great resource for you, Butel Software. I've been using Butel for years. Love their software. I continue to buy their software today. And you can go directly to the website by going to scannerschool.com slash Butel or by scannerschool.com slash support. Now, again, it doesn't cost you anything extra if you're going to go ahead and buy that software and by using our link. Another method we have is by going to ScannerMaster. I love Scanner Master. Been going to, uh, they've been getting my business for years when it comes to scanner radios and accessories. Now, again, if you use our link on our website and you go make a purchase at Scanner Master, we make a commission off that sale. But again, it doesn't cost you anything to help support us using that method. Now, for those of you that want to contribute a little bit more directly, we have a couple ways you could do so. You can donate one time by using our PayPal link. But you can also become a Patreon supporter. By becoming a Patreon supporter, it gives you benefits for supporting our our podcasts and channels and everything else. At the $1 a month level, it's a great way of saying thank you. At the $3 a month level, you will get the podcast early. As soon as the podcast is ready to be published, you'll get it in your own private podcast feed. Now, at the $5 a month level, not only do you get the $3 a month benefits, but you also get a Squelchy sticker pack. Now, Squelchy is our little radio cartoon character that represents scanner school not only do you get the 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 stickers but you also get a special monthly q a session that follows the general q a session i do on youtube and facebook just for you guys just to help you out so again you can help support us on patreon by going to scannerschool.com slash support and i want to thank the following continuing patreon supporters craig harper dan glenn blum glenn bryden guy lee Irvin thibodeau james felling jeff block john goldenberg ken newberry kenneth fowler mark thompson mark bb raymond hill ronnie bach sal marandola scott vorder signals everywhere stephen sheffield todd glendie and william arcand now again the five dollar month is our best uh, valued tier and if the patreon takes their cut that's like giving us a dollar a week for the benefit of not only getting the podcast early and also getting your own private patreon supporter live q a video session so again scannerschool.com slash support okay so what happens if things get a little bit larger a little bit more spread out a little bit more you know dire um, again i don't want to be the doom and gloom kind of guy but just thinking ahead here what would you expect to be able to listen to? I don't know. Some things I would think of would be something like uh, Red Cross, okay? Red Cross opens up shelters in areas, and they may have a Red Cross net just to check in, see if they need supplies, other things like that. They will fall back on amateur operators, at least in my neck of the woods here too. So maybe you buy and listen to a couple of um, you know amateur radio frequencies as well. Local OEM, OEC, right? Office of Emergency Management, those kinds of things. Mayor's channels, those kinds of um, talk groups, if you have them or anything else like that. Public works, you never know. But I'm thinking like, you know, the OEM, EOC, they, they'll do that here when it's, you know, severe weather, evacuations. So if it does get to that, maybe they will do it with quarantine. I don't know. I mean, have we ever had to go through this before in the past? Not saying it's happening. Again, 
just preparing you as a scanner radio user to what you might want to put in your scanner. Hell, I hope you never need it. Really hope you never need it, but you never know. And I'm going from the mindset here of this being like a weather natural disaster as far as, you know, what I would listen to if there was a hurricane or a blizzard or something like that, you know, in my backyard. All right. Again, like I said before, amateur radio frequencies might be something to listen to. Uh, when it comes to federal frequencies, the CDC, Center for Diseases, Controls, and Prevention, might, I don't know, again, might be a crapshoot here trying to figure them out. But uh, over there on the uh, Fed Files, we'll link to this, the Fed Files blog by Chris Parrish. He's got a page full of uh, CDC frequencies. Uh, something else if you're a traveler, maybe even the TSA. Uh, again, frequencies are on uh, the Fed Files. We'll link to that in the show notes because anybody coming into an airport, although I've heard horror stories too, people just walking through airports. And um, I really don't have, um, you know, the TSA could be encrypted. So again, your money may vary on this one. Even uh, customs and border protect, you know, border patrol protection might be something here in the states to listen to. Uh, FEMA could be something as well. And again, we'll link to a frequency list for all these in the session notes. So again, these are you know things that maybe you would want to listen to. Uh, one of the things you may want to go through though is the NIFOG list. Okay. And again, we'll link to the NIFOG list in the session notes. But the NIFOG or NIFOG stands for National Interoperability Field Operations Guide. Now, it gives uh, – this falls kind of under uh, DHS and Homeland Security. Uh, it, it is – again, we're talking about stateside only here uh, for, the, for the moment. But um, NIFOG is really good. And to give an example of where I've actually used this list in real life and had a lot of activity on it, and I'm sure longtime listeners would remember, remember this, me telling the story quite a few times already. But we had Hurricane Sandy roll through here uh, probably somewhere around 2013, 2012. I actually forget the year that it was. But uh, it, it completely wrecked the south shore of Long Island. Um, even, even the south shore of Queens, they lost entire neighborhoods due to not only flooding but fires. Uh, same thing happened in uh, my hometown. They had flooding and they had houses that were just catching fires because the fires were spreading. And it was really a, a, a huge, huge disaster. It was like the perfect storm. It was, um, wasn't even a hurricane when it hit here, but it had all this uh, push and, and it, it came in just on the right side of Long Island where it just pushed, pushed the high tide right in. And uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's videos and, and photos of the tunnels in New York City actually flooding. Really, really horrible stuff. And in many places were out without power for a long time. A lot of uh, people had lost homes, still are still waiting to move into homes many, many years later. And it was just a horrible, horrible experience. But afterwards, after, you know, the weeks and months afterwards, the NIFOG frequencies were very active in my area. You know, we had, we had you know, the black helicopters flying through you never want to see and, and, and all not. But you had a lot of people on radios on these VTAC and the UTAC frequencies, the itinerary frequencies, medical frequencies. And they were working with coordination on how to move in and out supplies, uh, how to get in and out uh, cleanup crews and just get things cleared up and safe for the residents, those who were evacuated. It was unbelievable to hear these people coming in and, and speaking. I mean, these were people with Southern drawls, right? They're not Long Islanders. They don't have my accent, right? They have they have the good old boys, right? They don't sound like they belong here. But they're, the way they've operated, the way they, they spoke, the way they communicated, the way they got information passed from point A, point B, you can tell they've trained for this type of environment, right? This was what they did. 
listening to him on the radio was was crazy just hearing what was going on, right? And like I said, they were very well trained. They were when you're in an environment like this, you let adrenaline take over or you rush through things or stuff like that. Always they they spoke with a rhythm and it was really amazing to hear them come through and day after day go through this on the radio. And again, you know, it kind of petered out after a while. But get the National Interoperability Field Operations Guide off the internet. Now, again, we will link to this in the show notes as part of the DHSGov website. And, um, you know, load that into your, into your scanner. Now, again, this is what I put in my scanners. I do have a SHTF bank, I guess you can call it. And NIFOG, the Field Operations Guide, the inter- you know, interoperability frequencies are all in that bank. All right. It gets loaded into every one of my scanners that I have. It is some digital, right? But you never know. So that's, that's my uh, reasoning for putting that in there as well. So again, what about outside the box, right? I teased that at the very beginning here. So you never know what you might hear, right? And this is the beauty of scanning, right? This is like seeking things out is what we do as hardcore scanner radio users. And I always think there's two, two, you know, two camps of scanner users. There's the scanner camp that just likes to listen to their local stuff and they never want to stray from that because that makes them happy. And if that's your, if that's who you are, Great. I, I I know that part of the hobby. My dad is that way. My uncle is that way, right? My grandfather was that way. And from the most part, I am that way, right? I have basically at any given time in my house, I've got the local fire department and that's all I would have on from time to time, okay? Then I go to the county and everything else. It is fun though to be in part of camp two where you are actively looking for stuff. That is to me the dying art of the hobby and I love SDRs because SDRs are helping to bring that back, I feel. But get out there and put your scanner in search mode because it'll rock your world <laughs> to hear what you hear out there. A lot of cool stuff out there. So when we're putting our scanner into this mode, what might we want to be looking for? Well, maybe aviation. Okay, think about it. You're on a transcontinental flight, right? Overseas for hours and hours on end. You come back in and you realize that one of the passengers on board is not feeling well. Well, they got to let somebody on the ground know. They can either pick up a sat phone, but for the most part, they'll come in off of a radio frequency. So make sure that you have your local aviation stuff in there, the ARTCC, right? The, the main flight routes and all that stuff. Get used to listening to those. I know sometimes numbers go by pretty fast, but... Some really cool traffic on how to listen to and, and stuff that comes through over the airwaves when it comes to aviation. Now, if you want a good primer on aviation listening, you can go back into the archives of Scanner School. We have quite a few aviation podcasts, but for the most part, I would really center in and jump you right into session number 23. Now, this was Aviation Monitoring with David Pascoe. Dave is not only a pilot, but he also runs liveatc.net. Again, scannerschool.com slash session 23. And he goes through the the ways that the, 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 the airplanes will go through frequencies and through different types of um, 
I guess, zones, you'd want to call them, uh, and when they should be where and how they kind of go through, you know, as they're flying at certain heights, which is where they would belong to as far as what frequency goes. So it gives you basically an idea of how to monitor aviation. So with that, session 23. Now, in session 24, we talked with Eric Carlson from flightaware.com. And uh, if you want to you know, bring in your own device. You can monitor actually the aviation uh, where the planes are, which is cool because you might find a squawk. And when you see a squawk, something like that, that means there's, you know, a mayday or a pawn or an alert or something like that. So with ADSB, not only can you track, but you can use other sources too to find out there's emergencies on board and everything else. So that's, that's pretty cool to, to take a look at that. So again, Aviation might be something to think about. Uh, what about railroads? Somebody in one of the Facebook groups mentioned railroads only because they thought that they would tr- uh, put you on a on a on a, a railroad and bring you in to like a, a military base or something like that to quarantine you. I don't know, but what I do know is Amtrak canceled their Accela uh, service between I believe it was DC and New York just last night or or yesterday. So again. Rails are now uh, are now you know being affected by this, so maybe I, I don't know if you'd actually hear this again over the radio, but you never know, right? You never know what's going on. Again, remember there was the princess, was it the uh, the Norwegian princess, right? The cruise ship. We had a Royal Caribbean cruise ship that was actually docked in Bayonne, New Jersey, which is not too far from here where I am, and they were quarantined, or they no, they weren't quarantined. They let the people go, I believe. You know, they had cases on board too, so you never know. I mean, you could have a cruise ship that's coming into port and say, hey, you know, we need to dock. We're going to be extended a long period of time when they come into the Harbor Masters. Again, I would expect a lot of this to be done through sat phone though. So again, who really knows? Again, throw in FRS, GMRS, amateur radio. I mean, you never know. It could be fun. Even business bands. If you go to your favorite uh, brick and mortar stores, right? Supermarkets, anything that sells like hand sanitizers, cleaning supplies, those kinds of things, you may find out that they're they're talking with, uh, you know, people saying, hey, do we have anyone hand sanitizer here? Do you know if the other store has this? It could be interesting just to hear the chaos that's going on with the staff, you know, behind the scenes to hear what they're going through as well. So, who knows, right? But long story short here, at my desk, what am I listening to? When it comes to this virus and all the excitement that comes along with it and all of the panic and everything else, right? Again, I'm a scanner radio user taking advantage of a highly publicized and a highly an event that is front and center on the news. Let's put it that way, right? People are on alert about this, which means it's a good opportunity for me as a scanner user, not only to listen to the scanner, but maybe find something new, maybe look at a few talk groups that maybe come active on a trunk system, okay? This is a good time for us to be doing what we're doing. On my desk, what am I listening to? I'm listening to my FD dispatch because they dispatch for the ambulance that are in the area, right? I'm listening to MedCom. I'm listening to my local hospital. That's it. I'm not going crazy here. Just as usual, right? When it comes to everything else. So with that, we'll see you all tonight on Zello. Again, scannerschool.com slash Zello. Let's talk about this. And maybe I'll also answer a lot of your questions as well. So remember, scannerschool.com slash session 117 for all the links and the frequencies we talked about. Join us tonight, scannerschool.com slash Zello. Scanner School's copyright 2020, Monitor Long Island, Inc.
I'm Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. And before I go, go to scannerschool.com slash ask and ask me your questions so I can answer them on the very next Ask Scanner School. Thanks a lot, everyone. Stay safe and stay healthy.